0: NGR's Pal Block, our all-Nintendo show. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deergan. Alongside me, as always, that beautiful old mocha latte,
1: Edward Barnell. I defeated a guardian, and I enjoyed it. You did? Yes. What? Uh-huh. How'd you do that? Um, uh, the reflector shield. So, you know that beam they shoot at you? Yeah. Okay, so if you got your shield out and if you time it right you will reflect their beam back to them and if they do like two like almost like two shots and you reflect two shots back to them they end up just killing themselves
0: what cuz like i got those i have the the guard like the special arrows that you can like that uh-huh. you shoot at them but like they don't do a lot of damage so like i only have like 3 or 4 and then i once i use them i have to like run away because well they chase you and, yeah. and- pretty much just straight up murder you uh but man i'm so jealous that you beat one already
1: yeah i actually beat two of them what um we'll get to it later when we talk about it because i uh i i got to robbie and i'll explain more about that later
0: yeah I, i have gotten to him also um but, yeah, we this episode is gonna pretty much be a super, super semi spoilery Zelda. no story points or anything, but just like things that we've done in Zelda that have been really cool or or you know, we're not gonna spoil any of the story stuff, but there will be moment to moment type spoilers for this episode. Yes. Uh, but before we get into that, my friend Joey. Uh, not Joey P's from various NGR and old DNA stuff uh but uh, another guy that I work with wants to switch really bad and he wants to play Zelda uh but he's not super into games like he he plays like multiplayer stuff on PS4 and 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 stuff and he was asking me he's like I really want to switch and I'm going to the Nintendo World store in a couple of weeks he's going to New York and I'm really really jealous cuz I want to go to the Nintendo World store again cuz that Store was awesome. And the last time I was there was like kind of bittersweet because I went the weekend that uh Satori Wada passed away. Oh, and like there's a huge memorial thing there for him and stuff. And it was it was cool to see, but also a super sad time to be there. Uh so like I want to go back, but he's going up there in a couple weeks, and there's he wants to buy a switch while he's up there if they have them. And he's like, I want to buy a switch but I don't know like what games are coming besides Mario Zelda. He's like, do you have any recommendations for someone like him uh, or anybody else that's looking for a switch? So I thought you and I could go over some games that aren't Mario and Zelda coming to the switch. uh, That they've already announced, you know, mainstream titles, uh, you know, I have a list here, not every title is going to be for everyone, but they are amazing supplemental titles to Mario and Zelda because if you buy a switch, you're gonna buy Mario or Zelda like Zelda if you don't own a Nintendo console that can play Breath of the Wild and you don't own it, I will find you and i will I will go Liam Neeson and taken on you. Psh, psh,
1: psh. No, you're yeah. just bring your switch and have them play for hours, too.
0: Yeah, that too. Uh <laughs> well. But uh yeah, I kinda wanna go over this list I made and uh you know, Ed, you can al- also throw in some, some titles. Okay, so one two switch is an obvious title for non gamers. Like yeah, a lot of people think that game looks real dumb, but you know, when you get a big group of people together and they're playing it and having a good time, like last weekend, I went over to my sister-in-law's and one, two switch was the hit of the, the, you know, uh, the hit of game night. You know, we played it for like two or three hours and it was so much fun just looking like idiots with, with everyone. And it's an awesome party game, like a small group of people, party game. Mm -hmm. And, uh, arms looks really cool yeah like everybody's like yeah i don't want to use motion but like they have the pro controller support you don't have to like wave your arms around and it looks really cool which is funny
1: because people were who doubted arms when nintendo was doing like their press event like going to different cities and having events where people could try it out People were playing Arms, and most of them were doing motion control, and were surprised on how well it works.
0: Yeah, and like how excited they were about Arms. Like it's, it's one of those games that's going to be a hands-on experience Mm -hmm. for you to get it. And that's, I mean, that's exactly what the Switch is in general is a hands-on experience. Once you get your hands on it, you can't put it down. Yes. Which my fifty-six hours in Zelda. Can tell you that's <laughs> the <laughs> longest I've played any game in years
1: besides Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> I I've played longer. Uh, it's called Persona Three FES. oh man, it's
0: uh. But uh, the Sky of Five is a cool strategy RPG that's coming in May. uh if I assuming if you like tactical RPGs or you know Final Fantasy Tactics. Fire Emblem, those types of games, I think Disguise is a similar style game. Uh, Dragon And and this
1: will show NIS America um, that that there is good support that they should be on Switch. Because I mean, they make games, a a lot of their their games for Sony and uh, pretty much not anywhere else. But if they could bring the Disguise series to uh, Nintendo and Sony, it's, it's going to be, it's going to show them good support that, you know, bring your game to our platform so we can enjoy it too.
0: Yeah, and uh, I could really see a lot of the games that they bring over to PS4 and Vita specifically, like they would fit super well on Switch. It's the same mm-hmm. type of thing, you know, it's it's yeah, it's, I can't wait for Disgaea 5 though. It's, I played the crap out of Disgaea 3 on Vita and and i'm i'm really excited for five uh dragon quest heroes one and two is uh the the muso style game the dynasty warriors hyrule warriors style game uh looks really cool i'm probably gonna get it because i really enjoyed hyrule warriors a lot and i'm really looking forward to fire emblem warriors when it comes out oh yes uh and probably the biggest game that's not a sports game coming to this for a quote mainstream audience skyrim is coming at some point this fall uh it'll be the first time that game's portable and i think that's honestly a huge get for nintendo uh in terms of drawing in a mainstream audience i personally don't really care for skyrim all that much or any bethesda game for that matter that you know, Bethesda proper does like I love doom and I loved Wolfenstein. Uh, but, you know, S- fallout and Skyrim don't really do anything for me. Like I told you before, Zelda is going to be my Skyrim, the the yes. game that I go back to and try to figure out different ways to do things like. There's points in that game where I'm like, man, I wish I would have done this first because it was way easier than. <laughs> you no. Know, uh like the like the dungeon order and stuff uh but yeah for people who who love skyrim and you know want to buy it for a 97th time (laughs) uh,
1: (laughs) yeah and i know a lot of people said i could finally take my skyrim game on the go without having to carry my pc so i mean it's a it's a good deal um i would say if and if you also Going to be picking the switch up, doing a lot of traveling. Iron set sooner is a great choice. Um, that old school corner trigger RPG feel it's just gonna be wonderful to take on the go. And of course, you can hear the good music that's in that game with your headphones. Um, Barber man Zero has just released out, so that is a great top-down 2D shooter that you know that you should people could get invested in that he might actually like you know as uh you know as a gamer who don't play a lot of games you know it it, it looks good from the but i've seen a few other reviews a lot of eights and things and, and people have been enjoying it and picking it up so um you no know, of course Barber man are um but for some games that's coming out in the future um, we'll wait for Rhyme, but Rhyme looks really good. Like, that is a top game for um, the Switch that a lot of people are looking forward to. Um, and yeah, also, it looks,
0: it looks kind of like Wind Waker meets Journey. Yes, is what that game looks like. And I, I already have a pre-order. You should like this is this is my switch pre-order list right here. It's <laughs> this is after I've already purchased, you know, Bomberman. I went down. I gotta tell you my Bomberman story. Okay, so you know how I canceled my Bomberman pre-order because I was like, who am I gonna play this with? I like Bomberman a lot, but I'm not gonna sit there. I'm not gonna probably pay $50 for it. Uh, just to play the campaign and and mess around with it for a little bit. plus I have Zelda, plus it's probably gonna go down in price at some point. I get a i I canceled the pre-order and then I found like Amazon people were like people on Amazon were selling it for like twenty five thirty 25 thirty more dollars than than retail. I was like, crap, is this gonna be the first really, really hard switch game to find? Is this gonna be that game? And so like I was scouring the internet, I messaged you to check Toys R Us for me. Uh and like I couldn't find it anywhere. So I went to GameStop, the GameStop by my house. I was and the the one girl that works there, uh she me and her have kind of like become friends and she lets me know when things are coming in and stuff if I need it and she she I went in there and she was there and I said I've screwed up. She's like, what? I'm like, I canceled my Bomberman pre-order. Now I can't find it anywhere. And she's like, um, okay, we sh- we're getting another shipment of Switch games in a couple of days. I can call you if we get Bomberman uh in. And I was like, Okay, that'd be great. So uh, you know, a couple of days later she calls me, she's like, We have three copies of Bomberman. And I was like, and I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> So I drove up there and by the time I got there they had one copy of Bomberman left. And the GameStop is literally literally 5 minutes up the road from where I live. Wow. I could probably I could probably walk there. Like it's it's that close. I could walk there. Um and so I got the last copy of Bomberman and uh still haven't played it. Still haven't opened it, but just the fact that I got it, I'm just like yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: And, you, uh, and I I had some, so you should have just been like, "It, can you pick it up for me and mail it to me?"
0: I know, but I feel bad because you you the NES Classic, which, by the way, if you're watching the video version, is hooked up to my big TV right next to my Switch. Yes. So I'm like, man, ah oh, ah, oh. <laughs> but, anyways bomberman if you're looking for a good multiplayer time that may like makes you feel real dumb when you die bomberman
1: yes bomberman. which is funny because they dropped bomberman 64 on wii u for retro console i'm
0: like really <laughs> i know and they put super bomberman out like two weeks ago
1: yeah actually um well this is not breaking news but uh Bomberman so super well in Japan, and it's been the first. I think they said this is the highest bomber man that's ever sold for the series in Japan.
0: I it's crazy because like it's like I, I really like I didn't play Bomberman 94, I think is the Superman or the Super Superman Super Nintendo one that uh-huh. released that everybody has a lot of love for, and which is kind of what this game is modeled after. Uh but I had a lot of fun playing Bomberman 64. It was one of, the, one of the first games I had for that system. It was game.
1: difficult. I couldn't... Like, I haven't beat that game yet.
0: And, like, I really... I, I I liked that game a lot, so I was like... That's why I pre-ordered it to begin with. And then, it, like, I was like, well, who am I going to play with? But after 1-2 Switch and, like, all these cool multiplayer games that I've been playing with uh, my brother-in-law, and you know, I convinced him to get a I took it over like you know they have he cuz he likes playing games but he can't play games i don't know if i told this this story on this show before i probably have a thousand times he likes he likes to play games and he has an xbox one and but he can't take it to the living room because they have two kids and a he doesn't want to play it while they're up because you know if he's playing gears of war call of duty or titanfall like he doesn't want his kids watching that, you know, they're, yes. they're almost four and two. Like you don't want to show kids those games. Uh, and by, the, by the time they go to bed and fall asleep, like he really only has like a half hour to play before he goes to bed because he has to be up at 6am at to go to work. So like, I was like, look, the switch at, uh, you're not going to, you're not going to get very many of these shooty, shooty bang, bang games, you know, i showed him zelda and he was like whoa this game looks amazing i was like yeah it's pretty amazing and we played fast uh fast rmx for two hours the other night and it was ridiculous because uh we were racing for last place that game is is so hard that we're just like okay well we're obviously not coming in first but we're not coming in last And then, like, just figuring out that game to where you can switch the colors of the boosts and stuff really helped out. And like, we played that for a couple hours. And I showed him Shovel Knight, and he really loved Shovel Knight. He's like, he like he he knew nothing about Shovel Knight. He was like, man, this kind of plays like Ducktales on NES. I was like, wow, he made that connection without me ever even telling him about it. Like, it was just, it was cool. It's cool to watch people's minds unravel when they play Nintendo games
1: like I don't know it's just it's awesome it's, it's something Sana- that oh I'm just saying uh, before because I know you about to get into signing. uh oh Sana, I'm sorry uh, it's just something that people have not expected because I think sometimes people are so misinformed they think that gaming is only PS4 and Xbox one and that games on nintendo are just kidding but didn't realize that there's some little creativity on nintendo that you can't find on the other systems
0: yeah and like that's why that's why i always like yeah i'm always gonna buy like a playstation 4 and xbox one yeah i like gears of war a lot i like titanfall enough i i love tomb raider like those games are awesome uh and i really hope like shout the, the new Shadow of the tomb raider comes to switch because i feel like if they can get that game to if they can get those games to run on xbox mm-hmm. 360 like they can totally put it on switch oh but,
1: square enus square enus would be dumb not to yeah
0: and like i feel like hitman would be an awesome game to put on there like uh i i really see this thing integrating the console market and the tablet market like hitman go lara croft go uh you know those types of games on this on this thing would be awesome i like those games I would really really uh but you know what I was saying beforehand Sana and I played snipper clips for like an hour and a half the other night and it's just it's like a refreshment it's like it's super refreshing to play a Nintendo game after playing you know twelve hundred hours of destiny or you know an uh, like a ton of overwatch or you know, it's just, it's super refreshing to play these games that are just, you can't really play anywhere else. Yes. And I think you that's can. why, I think that's why you and I love Nintendo so much is, like, yeah, we grew up on Nintendo and our gaming tastes have evolved and changed and what we expect from a game is different. But, like, everything we play on Nintendo is just, it's it's the same thing when you, like, When you go to an amusement park like like a Six Flags or or you know in this area, Cedar Point super popular or or something like that. And then you go to Disney World or Disneyland. Yeah. Like that's that's what it feels like. You know, these gate these like Six Flags and Cedar Point have fun rides, but when you go to Disney when you go to Disney World or Disneyland, like the magic that you feel when you walk in and like everything the attention to detail to everything is amazing and you know just the little intricate things that 99 percent of the people don't recognize but when you when you see it and you recognize it you're like wow yeah. and that's and that's like the same feeling i have with zelda you know like these open world games like the witcher or assassin's creed they're great in their own right and but like when you turn on Zelda, you're like, this is what an open world game should feel like the moment to moment.
1: It it feels like with Zelda, they took the world open, literally, because everything is open. You're free to do anything. You know, they just don't build a world Oh, uh, they just don't build a world and you only could do certain stuff, even though it seems open. Like, I would love for Grand Theft Auto that I could go into every building and see what's hidden in there, but I can't. Only thing that's open about it is that I could drive, I could steal a car and drive somewhere. That's how open that game could be. Where Zelda is, is that. It's so open that if you if you want to go to areas and you want to, like, lose health, but see what is there to offer, we're not holding you back. Yeah, it's, it's,
0: I don't know, man, it's, I mean, we're going to, we're going to talk about a lot of Zelda in a couple minutes here, but mm-hmm. I just, you know, you just stumble across little things in there, like, uh I stumbled, across, I was, I was, Trying to do this one side quest that involved finding a a certain type of horse and I was walking it back to a stable and I ran into this encampment where, you know, these two, uh, you know, just people hanging out at, at this encampment and one of them had a side quest and then, and it was just, it's something that, you know, the map never directs you to. You know, it, it just, it doesn't happen. And you do this side quests and it, this little mini side quests, and, you know, you get your reward and whatever. And that's, you just, it teaches you how to discover things without forcing you to go to certain areas. Yeah, you, you just, you are intrigued by the exploration and you're, you're rewarded for the ex, exploration, whether it's a shrine or a Korok puzzle or, you know, a dungeon or, uh, it's or, it's or like you know elements that you need to upgrade your your things or a great fairy fountain or it it there's a whole list of things that you get excited and the game rewards you for your exploration
1: right it, it, even the food the ingredients that you find like you think you'll find one but you'll defeat an enemy or you'll defeat a cow or something And you got question mark on the meat or the item. You just be like, I'm finding more stuff that I didn't know that that's in this game. And it's just, it's ridiculous on how little by little that game when you explore, you you find. And then cooking it or making a new elixir or whatever opens up more. And then there's like secrets in the towns that you open up. And it's just like, wow! I'm like, I didn't know this stuff could be in a game this big.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it it it's. I I don't even know how to explain it, but you know, it's. This game is a masterpiece of a game, and like, I have a I have a few issues with the game, like inventory management and and being able to sort your items the way you want it to, like that. Those things are there, and like on the switch if you're playing in tv mode there's a couple frame rate hiccups here and there and and stuff uh but man this game is a masterpiece and like this is my thing is like if this game is this good on their first try at a huge open world game yes imagine what the next one is going to be or that third try because the world the way you interact with it is so perfect and like like i told you in the in the group chat like uh, I want to see them take this art style and this like style of open world, and move it from Hyrule to to Termina. You know, a Majora's Mask. Not like no, I don't want a time thing. I don't, I don't need that. Like, you know, we both replayed Majora's Mask on 3DS at some point, and like that time limit gets a little infuriating, especially like, Ugh. uh. You know, it's, it's like Zelda hard mode and like you have to know exactly where you need to be at this certain time. And like it's it's tough to keep up with that three day time limit. But uh, that didn't keep me from enjoying the game because I know that's what that game is. And like you just have to be in the right mindset for it. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but Breath of the Wild has almost ruined other Zelda games for me because of <laughs> how masterful this this open world and these systems work together you know
1: you know it, it hasn't ruined it for me it it just adds to the quality and surpassing it like every time I, I come across a zelda game i just get hyped that it's a it's a zelda game that i'm looking forward to that i could play because there's going to be some innovative things there's going to be some things that you know they thought of and they thought it would work and maybe sometimes it do it do and it don't um by these favorites zelda game or not you know it because the bed bowl or whatever but it just feels good to play it again and knowing that in the future if i want to come back to it i'm going to have that same feeling of playing yeah. that game and i feel like breath of the wild is I, and i know a lot of people are out putting it like like they're number one now of of all time if not still uh still or Karina time or majora's mass or um uh, a link to the past for some people a link between worlds or wind worker, you know those are the ones that they go to but for me it's just like you know if when I like I said, when I play a Zelda game, I'm so excited to play Breath of the Wild. It's just like it, it's definitely dominated 2017 as game of the year, there's no question about that. Um, but I'm like ranking it and stuff. I'm like, it, I feel like it joins the other great games that's been on console. You know, Wind Waker, Skyward Sword for me, Twilight Princess, the original Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, maybe number two, uh, Majora's Mask is number three for me, Ocarina of Time. It's just like those, each of those games have made the Zelda franchise feel fresh and different and, and feeling approved to even in everything that they did before to make Breath of the Wild. Yes, you could see it, but it's just like it joins those great games that you cannot deny that they they worked at the Zelda game and they kind of perfected it to what it is. Just a kind of almost like the Switch, like they took everything from the past generation of consoles, put it together to make something um, something as good as the Nintendo Switch itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's get back to this list before we go on with Zelda because I know we want to talk Zelda uh, a lot, obviously uh where do we leave off skyrim
1: uh yeah um a lot of for, for- what sorry oh um jo- so this is for joey so if you um there's a thing called uh the Nindy showcase that they showed um last week so a few games that's coming that you would definitely want to check out uh steamworld dig Two, uh ukulele uh overcooked uh looks looks really fun to play on the go. Um goner uh, uh Dandara uh by Royal Furry. Um great it looks like a great 2D sprite 16 bit game um that you might actually enjoy. Um uh, Kingdom two crowns runner three uh blasted master zero like I mentioned uh flipping death graceful explosions mr shifty looks uh just ex, ex- oh Mr. Shifty looks so good um, Shakedown shake down Hawaii, Pocket Rumble, Wargroove, uh Stardew Valley. Like they have an indie showcase that they show. So if you are interested, you could go to Nintendo's YouTube page and check it out, Nintendo's, like, showcase. Um, it's only about 15 minutes. And if you're interested in those games, give that video a look and write it down. Um, there are no release dates for a lot of them, uh, I could say, but for coming soon, I think you will really enjoy those games on your Switch.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh... You forgot ukulele, man.
1: I did say ukulele. Did you? I. Steamworld Dick and uh, Steamworld Dick, and then ukulele. Okay, never mind.
0: You didn't miss ukulele. <laughs> I'm super excited for ukulele. <laughs> uh, and,
1: and, and there's, and like I said, uh, and also E3. So just if you're still on the defense of it, or when you get your Switch and you feel like there's nothing to play, wait for E3 because there's still a ton of games i think they said and i think there's 111 indie games now in development for the switch
0: yeah i cannot wait for some of those indie games dude and like that there's this game that looks kind of like a metroidy shovel knight called hollow knight yes have you seen this game yes i have and i want it it looks awesome and like oh oh my gosh i i Speaking of Metroid games, I hope Axiom Verge makes its way to Switch because I feel like that game would be perfect on Switch.
1: It's going to be a while. I think we won't see that to next year due to the fact they're doing the physical release of that game for uh Vita PS4 and Wii U. That and that's crazy because I feel like they should just make the physical copy for Switch now. Um, I think he just wants to work on those. Uh and yeah, I, I think mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I just I'm I just think- greedy. I think with the money that cause you know he'll probably have to get those same developers that helped them do the review version to reprogram it for Switch yeah so I mean and if the, and if that happens hopefully Switch would be the last platform uh, cause I don't know I think it's on Xbox One also but if Switch is the last platform that it comes on hopefully he has enough money to start working on his new game
0: Maybe a sequel to Axiom <laughs>
1: Um, it, I think that probably won't come out until maybe a few years down the line. If if he if he makes enough money to actually hire developers that's want to go to work with them, Because I'm like, he did work a long time as a single person to make this game. So hopefully there'll be more of it coming to Switch and those uh, physical versions. Hopefully that helps them to bring out a new game and maybe act in rush Two, yeah also um uh bloodlines or igarashi's game bloodstained bloodstained um hopefully i think that got i hopefully that's coming off for switch also it is they confirmed it okay yeah
0: yeah pretty pretty excited for that uh but getting back to this list just to name off a couple other games before we get into Zelda uh a lot of sports games are coming FIFA 18, NBA 2K8, NBA Playground uh then you got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe which is the the definitive ed- edition of Mario Kart 8 which I'm, oh my gosh dude I'm so excited for Mario Kart you yes. don't even understand that's why I bought a second pro controller so Sana and I can play Mario Kart on the plane when we go to go to Florida in May yay i'm so excited uh two fire emblem games one proper fire emblem game and then fire emblem warriors which i feel like of all of nintendo franchises fire emblem would work the best in a warrior style game yes Uh, minecraft if you're into that uh no more uh, no more heroes game is coming eventually puyo puyo tetris looks uh, I yeah I don't need to say anything about that. Uh, Street Fighter Two, Ray- Rayman Legends, Street Fighter Two, uh, Sonic Mania looks awesome. Uh, Splatoon Two uh, is probably going to be a huge hit for this thing. Uh, you know they hinted at uh, a Super Smash Brothers announcement in a recent interview with Reggie Fizama.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: an untitled Tales game is coming eventually. And then if you're a super JRPG nerd, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which that developer helped develop the open world for Zelda. So that makes me even more excited for Xenoblade 2 because of how awesome uh, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles for Wii was and how huge Xenoblade Chronicles X for Wii U was and how oh. just amazing Zelda is. Yes, if this game is half as good as Zelda, I'm just going to be like, oh my gosh, this is one of the best games ever. And then, uh, you know, if you want like party games, uh, Jackbox Party Pack is coming. Uh, Snipperclips is awesome. Uh, You know that then, you know, Overcooked, you said already, is a cool multiplayer game. Uh, So there's a lot coming to switch. And like, yeah, I realize a lot of these games aren't for everyone. But there's something there for for you know some of these games will be there's a game for everyone's taste out there so uh, if you're concerned there's your kind of quick list that Ed and I kind of just threw together and it's also based on my Nintendo Switch checklist of games (laughs) that I want and am looking forward to purchasing. Me too, at some point, eventually, maybe. Uh, you know, no confirmation of like madden or anything yet but i'm sure there will be a version of madden since it's ea's second biggest franchise for sports
1: and it it literally will and i know they were just like well you know when they have the madden challenge it's probably going to be xbox one or ps4 but i think a lot of people who are going to be practicing for that game on the go would be like, well, if it's the same game on Xbox One and PS4 or even up to it, I might as well, if I'm flying to this tournament, might as well continue my training and play it on Switch. Yeah.
0: Man, just uh, <coughs> this, sorry, I, somebody was ranking every game on this, <laughs> on this website. And yeah. I was trying to figure out like what was wrong with it the list and it's i wouldn't i'm not going to promote the list because it's a bad list but anyways we're going to move along to the legend of zelda breath of the wild discussions ed i've put 56 hours into zelda and there's nothing i want to do more now than just go back and keep
1: playing well i know i at some point i have to uh put it on hold because i have to do the order and i have to do horizon this week no, you don't.
0: <laughs> no i do i got it no you don't I, you can I, do horizon I, but the order you don't need to do wait wait <laughs> no <laughs> i'm just well, I the order was okay it was fine
1: i, I look I was like I said I was supposed to play it Saturday, and I fell asleep. And, started, and when I got up, ate lunch. I ended up watching Angie Tribeca. It didn't make the order at all. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I like. So I've
0: been binge watching Parks and Rec for the first time. Uh huh. And like, because that's one of Sauna's favorite shows, and I've never watched it. And in the last week and a half, binge watched four and a half seasons. <laughs> wow and like you know i i've been paying attention to this show but also playing my switch in handheld mode (laughs) Uh, which is why i have so much time in with zelda because i'm able to play games you know because like i want to spend time with my wife and and do like real people things you know like go out to dinner sometimes and, 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 whatever. And, you know, I have responsibilities that don't always allow me to play games, which is why the switch is like the perfect device right now for where I'm at in my life. Like I can't drag. I, I mean, I probably could, but I don't want to, like I could drag another TV in there and put my PlayStation four on there and play some overwatch or whatever. But like, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to be like, you know, have my wife, like lay on me while I'm playing switch and watching TV. Like that's it's this device. Like I've only played on my, on my TV. last night. I had a, I'm I'm off work today for the first time since like last Monday. And I played a, a four hour binge last night on my TV for the first time. I've, I've probably only played switch on my TV for about six or seven hours. And the handheld mode is way better than I thought it was going to be. You know, I haven't had any battery issues, any like uh, the longest I've got in Zelda. I, when you turn this, I turn the sound all the way down uh, to where I can barely hear it. And I have my screen brightness down because I'm inside. uh, And I got three hours and 15 minutes out of one charge. Oh, cool. uh, 100% charge for Zelda. And I was like, oh, that's because I was I was really curious. So I was like, if I turn these settings all the way down and turn off Wi-Fi and everything, like how much can I get out of this on a, on a single charge? Because like, you know, if you're going to go f- on a plane trip and you're at the airport and whatever, like, you know, you're going to want to play this thing while you're waiting for your flight and then on your flight and stuff like that. So I was like, I need to figure out how long this is going to take. Three hours and 15 minutes for zelda um so that was a that was a decent chunk of of time and you know i'm not really that guy who worries about battery life too much because like you know i don't sit and play games for longer than two or three hours at a time anyway uh right but man this device is awesome <laughs> like like what i told you like once they fix the ui like once they integrate more updates to the UI and fix the eShop and and stuff like that, this device, like, every, I don't understand why, you know, A, people like, don't, aren't, like, I don't know. I don't know, man. This device is, is kind of perfect.
1: Yeah, it's just been a lot of talk about Switch, so um like ever since it came out like i really haven't heard too many people talking about xbox one and ps4 like and i could tell you right now uh even though i don't have a switch i've been playing my wii u i haven't touched none of my xbox one like the last time i played that system was the ghost recon uh wildlands beta ps4 i installed the order 1886 got to the first part and cut it off like those are my last times that i even played both of the systems
0: yeah, I uh I played Horizon for probably like 15ish hours uh before Switch came out and I was like, man, I really feel bad for that game that it came out right before Zelda <laughs> because like anybody who's played Zelda is probably not going back to Horizon anytime soon.
1: Yes. Or if someone is playing Horizon, someone else in their family is playing Zelda. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like and I feel really bad cuz like that game is
0: a phenomenal game and I enjoyed what I played at that game. Yes. But when I play Zelda, like I'm I'm pretty sure I've told you this before. It's the same feeling I had when I was uh 10 years old and I got my N64 for Christmas that year and I played Super Mario 64 for the first time. That is the level of excitement and just pure joy I have playing this machine, and don't get me wrong, I've been super excited for systems before, like I got a gamecube for my uh, for an early birthday gift when it came out, and I love that machine uh you know, I and my Wii and my Wii u, but this like i I don't know man this the feeling that I had. Twenty something years ago, when N sixty four came out, and I'm just sitting there enamored by one game for so much time, It's just I I like it. I'm just like shaking with excitement just thinking about this machine. And I've played Zelda for almost sixty hours, and that's the only (laughs) game I can think about right now.
1: It's on pause right now on my screen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like I mean, my my switch is charging over here and like it's it's on i just have my tv off so it wouldn't glare off the the camera for the video version of this but i just i cannot stop thinking about zelda man it's i and for for like future releases like the what they did with zelda and the way they changed zelda so much makes me excited for mario makes me excited for a future metroid release makes me excited for okay what we did with zelda how we changed zelda worked how do we apply this to our other franchises this method and that's what makes me excited about this device even more is like what kind of innovations are we going to (laughs) get for you know other franchises that we haven't seen in a while
1: I, i it definitely has to become metroid they have to open up Uh, And I know Metroid is more of a linear uh, kind of feel for it. You know, when you get a new power, usually you're going to use that power for a boss. But, you know, you can also use it in, in different areas. But it's just like they really have to use, look at Breath of the Wild and just be like, let's take some things from Breath of the Wild um, and let's use it for Metro and let's, let's push Samus into a world that's going to be a little bit more open that, you know, and not, not, not have a limit on her weapons and stuff, but, it, but be able to get for new weapons, figure out how, when you get that new weapon, figure out how it should be used in a new area to get further in. You know, yeah. and and just and it, it feels like they would have to put her on once again back on the world like the Metroid Prime series. But if they go 2D, they literally have to bring new bosses, um, and just bring all new weapons. Like they really would have to make it open to flesh out and even place in places that not, that is not part of the story. But if you go there. You are rewarded with something,
0: yeah, I could totally see them applying this type of of openness to Metroid because you look at Super Metroid and the original Metroid, like that's all about exploring one large world. it's just limits of the technology back then made you have to like go two d instead of three d like yes, I could totally see a you know, okay. Hyrule is a, for all kinds of purposes, it's like one floor. Like, like if you're looking at a building, it's like one floor, but like, you know, with mountains that you can climb and stuff. If you took this and made a Metroid game and added like, okay, here's the the main floor. What, what's up here? What's up here? What's down below the surface of the planet? Like, you know you could open you can make your world in terms of like okay this is a futuristic world there's going to be different levels of the planet you're going to go want to go down into like the minds of the planet you're you know and find secrets in this planet you're going to want to go high above because what if there's like a floating uh you know know i feel like they could do some interesting things with metroid and i'm not like a game designer so that that was that was my that was my game design 101
1: right there (laughs) i I say if they do with metroid and they want to do something open like that make Semish young like when she was being trained like she was in the comics you know let her see her be on that planet that where she got adopted at and she got trained at Let her training be like, okay, there are certain things of her training that made her a bouncy hunter, but the the world was so open that she risked her life to do stuff to gain new training or new abilities that the clan that adopted her never knew about and you know and and maybe before it gets linear and stuff or get cut off at a linear point be like okay this is what happens this is how she became the bounty hunter how she got trained um, before she entered the military and all of that stuff like i would love to see something like that and i have a vision i keep having a vision where she does that as a young kid and as time like it first on past after uh metroid fusion that somehow she gets in uh somehow she ends up finding that mother brain has made a return and and it's it's a new storyline starting off with that
0: yeah yeah and like i could totally see them doing something with the different suits that samus wears yes the way that you know in breath of the wild like you have like for example i just went through this area and my reward for completing the shrine was getting i have a full rubber suit now that makes me resistant to lightning strikes like
1: i I see that i seen uh someone may uh post about it but i haven't seen the suit yet
0: yeah and i finally have the complete set now and like, cause like, uh, one of the side quests that you're given is like, you have to deliver elements to this, uh, uh, in Gerudo in death mountain, you deliver her elements. She can make you pieces of armor. And one mm-hmm. of the pieces of armor goes with this suit is, uh, lightning earrings. So you put on the lightning earrings and then in a different section of the map, uh, you, it's one of the shoot. Uh, it's like over by like the Rito village, there's this area that's, it's constantly storming and you have to figure out this puzzle to unlock the shrine, to make it come out of the ground. And, you know, you go in there and you finish the shrine and your reward in there is, uh, a rubber suit, like the, the top part of the rubber suit. Yes. And then you go to a different section of the map that's also infested by lightning storms. And you figure out that puzzle, and then you get the pants for the rubber suit, and then you have the whole rubber suit, and you're like, oh, well, that's three totally different areas, three totally separate things to do in the game. Like, one was a shrine quest, one was literally just finding the shrine, and the other part was a side quest that is not even in a single area of the map, and you have your whole suit, and now you're resistant to lightning. And I thought that was super cool. Like, it's in it, like if you're going to apply this to a Metroid thing, like, you know, maybe you start out with Zero Suit Samus and you're exploring the planet and you find different par- armor parts and like maybe you'll be mismatched for a while. Maybe you'll, you know, apply different pieces of armor to do different things uh when you need them. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be element resistant like in Zelda, but you know, you could h- apply a new blaster cannon to your arm to do more damage to your enemies, but you know, the the uh trade-off is you're you have less defense or you know you apply a different uh pair of like legs so you can run faster but you know you don't do as much damage you know there's, there's different things you can do in a metroid game that'd be super that. cool yeah i just ah oh, man now that's all i want now <laughs> and like i i kind of want it to be a third person action game uh kind of like zelda but like you know if they give us a 2d zelda i'm not going to complain or if they give us another I, metroid prime i'm not going to complain
1: i i say go with other m i think other m worked perfectly as uh as an action game yeah and i didn't right, have like,
0: i didn't have any of the issues with other m that people had like yeah the story's kind of dumb and like yeah whatever but like the gameplay side of it was fine like it worked fine and if you're going to give me a like a A full controller that can, like, I can move the camera around and, you know, explore in the way that other M did. Like, I think that that gameplay worked just fine for that game.
1: Yeah. And I feel like if you could mix in other M gameplay and Metroid Prime gameplay, like, if you go into first person, you can move around and it works. I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I think, I think Metroid is the one game that will can take a lot of cues from breath of the wild and just totally change it up. Uh, but back to Zelda. Yes. We get so distracted all the time. Um, how, how much are you loving this game?
1: I'm playing almost every day and I'm, I'm putting just like you putting in mad hours, mad time into this. Um, I think I only looked up one thing. I kind of, no, I looked up two things um, just to see if I, what I was doing was correct. And I was. Um, another one was to fight Hestu because it, it was just weird. Um, but I ended up fighting him. Uh, cause I had too many seeds and I had to kind of open up my inventory and stuff like that. Other than that, I've been falling into everything accidentally. I've been doing, uh, unlocking towers, um, f- uh, g- uh, fighting the guardians, uh, And realizing that it's better to reflect their attack on you. So I've been making sure that I have metal shields. So um, I mentioned earlier that uh, I was meeting Robbie, who is uh, one of the archaeologists in the gang. And uh, just like with one of uh, uh, Pura's, um, how you have to light the blue flame, to get to her area You know To get You know For her to start Crafting your stuff You kind of have to do The same thing For uh, For Robbie So Close to Robbie's door Is a guardian Sitting right there <laughs> So uh, You have to deal With the guardian But also deal with that In that part of the game, In that area It's raining with lightning so if you have anything metal, you need to throw it off of you or get rid of it because the lightning will come and it will attack you so uh, I defeated the guardian i uh I, I seen that it came in and I just swiped back the uh, the um, the his eye attack back to him and it told him that like if you time it right, you'll be able to do it. It did it again, so I did it like twice and I defeated him. Blowing the mugs up. Gave me so much ancient parts that I was just like, "Let me ever get this. Let me ever get this." Um, I I just been enjoying it. The Yiga Clan is some of the best enemy enemy designs, and some of the most funniest enemies to deal with. See, and it's funny because I haven't even gotten to that part yet.
0: Like. I I know like I, I mean, if you're watching the video version, like I have my map and my guide just sprawled out on the floor over there because like I was searching for shrines and I was looking like the the Yiga clan uh, area is marked on the map and I plan on getting over there eventually, but I'm so invested in what I'm doing on the complete other side of the map that Mm. I haven't even looked
1: yet. With with the Yiga clan, is um you'll fight them throughout parts of the land, but the actual section of doing of like really dealing with them is part of the story. So I don't want to tell what part of the story that's in the game. But dealing with them and, and and just figuring out a lot of the stuff, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so funny. But I mean, they are um they are dangerous they're they they will go crazy on you if if you don't know what you're doing um i did i did defeat one who had a big sword like a a katana kind of sword and i ended up getting his sword i ended up defeating him and getting his sword um which is really nice because i was saving it for some things uh I'm. I. I haven't chopped down the wood trees to get wood so I could buy my house. Uh. I. I found some secrets in some places. Uh. Fought a dragon. Um. And now I'm just like on a on an island trying to finish it. In that island, and it's a shrine, and I don't don't want to tell where or how I got there. But I. I continue to find more new stuff throughout this game. Um, one of the towers that I unlocked had all of the uh, Ganon Calamity on it, which is the purple goop stuff. Yep. I know and, exactly which one you're talking about. And I had to look, I had to figure out some of the stuff, and I did get to the top, and I did unlock it. But, man, I would, I thought that the goop was going to be gone after I unlocked it, Nope. I was just like, oh, this stuff is still here. Crap. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I just been finding a lot of lot of stuff. I'm now I'm trying to find a lot of luminous um uh, luminous stones. And I gotta get some flint. But there's just so much. I think there's a I think there's a tower under one of the waterfalls by Zora Demay. I don't know yet. But but I'm not sure. It looks like I got to get a ball and put it on on top of it. But I I'm loving how they're mixing up how a shrine is done, because a shrine yeah. could be actually what you do in the world, and when you uh-huh. go inside it, they'd be like you actually did the event that was the shrine. So here's your reward. I've I've been loving that
0: yeah it's like i did this one uh the other day where uh i was just roaming through the world looking for shrines to unlock and i walked up to this tablet that was on the ground and it had four three of those uh you know those those pads where you put the the orange balls and they turn blue when you insert them yeah uh i read the thing and and it said you know, it gave me the shrine quest. I was like, oh, well, there's obviously a shrine here. So, uh, you know, there's three different pathways. Like, they're not really obvious, but if you look at the map, like, it shows you, okay, there's three pathways. And you fight these big, like, the one-eyed, like, giant one-eyed guys, uh, and they're all holding one of... Yeah, they're all holding one of those balls, and you have to fight each one and take their their ball up to the platform and i did that and two of them were like the minor ones which were like the small ones the ones that are easier to fight but one of them was a major one and he had uh, a bunch of minions that were also fighting me so that fight probably took me like 15 minutes where i had to like okay i need to destroy the 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 uh minions first and then uh you know then without being butt stomped by him because he can butt stomp and i'm running around this small area and finally i beat him and i unlocked the shrine and then when i got into the shrine there's more puzzles in the shrine and i'm like (laughs) man they they range in difficulty like some of them are just like you go in and you fight a small enemy and you beat the shrine and other ones have these huge elaborate puzzles which sometimes take me like 20 to 30 minutes to figure out and and all of them or not all of them but a lot of them require more than one tool that you have yes and like uh you know there's some shrines that can you like who was i talking to somebody i was talking to somebody and like we were talking about this one specific shrine and we both beat it a totally different way you know, I think it was one of those electric ones where you have to place the metal blocks to complete the current to unlock the door. Well, like Yeah, I I just did one of those. Well, like I was like I spent probably like 15 minutes on it trying to figure out how to get like the blocks out of the cages that they were in. And he's like and I was talking to my friend and he's like, "Well, I just took a bunch of metal weapons in there and dropped them." to complete the current and i'm like that's genius i never even thought of doing that so like it's it's crazy because like i was moving treasure treasure chests and these giant blocks to try to complete these currents and he's like yeah i just took a bunch of metal weapons in there and i beat it
1: is it the one where you you start out with the barrel and one big block it's like you kind of got yeah. two success okay uh-huh uh So, you have to kind of start from the left side and then work on the right side.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that one is, is that those, some of these shrines are like super creative and super (laughs) weird. There's only been one where I've been super annoyed by, and it was the motion one with the giant ball they had to weave through the maze. Uh, I don't know if you've done that one yet.
1: Yes. Okay. So um, it's in the middle. So you kind of got to like move it down. Uh And then because if you go down too fast, there's a, there's a interest that makes it roll off. You got to try to get it to the last right one. Yeah. Dude, I, I think I spent about 10 minutes, but eventually I did get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) and I, I got it too. And then uh after the- i did it there's this way to do it where you can totally flip the thing over and or like have it land right where you need it to be
1: oh wow. did you do the golf one
0: the golf one no yes
1: so there is a, one of them that is a hammer and it's right in front of the ball oh yeah like you have to like swing the
0: hammer and like hit the ball so it reaches the next part yeah. of the- <laughs>
1: Oh, that, that actually reaches i'm just like they put golf in this game yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh there's gosh so many good things and like even the dungeons like that i i kind of wish the dungeons were a little bit bigger uh-huh. but like they're also like just so i'm, I'm glad these these dungeons are super puzzle based and not like, okay, this is obviously a mini boss and like I didn't progress through the dungeon and stuff like that. I'm glad, like I'm glad that stuff is that stuff is gone. And like, you know, the only real enemies are like the, the stuff from the purple goop that you have to shoot the eyes out to get rid of the goop. Yes. And like, I don't want to go into any spoilers for the dungeons because you know, that those are kind of really main story points. And but, like, I love having the stuff that you get from the dungeons, like the, the powers that you get from the dungeons, because it's just uh, it's awesome and they help with exploration and, and battle and and stuff. And it's just awesome. I, I cannot tell you how much this game has changed my views on gaming because like i'm not gonna lie the last couple years i've felt i don't know not that i'm like not into games anymore because i love video games they're always going to be a part of my life but i felt like games have been getting stale getting and very like,
1: generic and playing the same just playing the safe bet and, and, and that's why i kind of feel that you know when you when you get a game and you depend on trailers that don't show you gameplay trailers that, de- that if they showed you the name that it's automatically going to be a game of the year contender or it's going to be a hot title and stuff and that's always not necessarily the case if you're not going to try anything new and make it feel different which, that's why I say when you play a Nintendo game, you feel the creativity that's in it. Because they're trying something new. Playing to safe. They'd be like, let's see what works and what doesn't. Uh, a, a lot of games from these other publishers, they're afraid that they're not going to be able, they're, that, they're afraid that, you know, business-wise, it's not going to make them money. Yeah. But if people if people feel the creativity that you poured into this game and you enjoy it, it will make money. You know, a lot of us, it's been, what, five a five-year development cycle or four-year? You know, Nintendo had a lot to prove with Breath of the Wild. And everything that they did in this game, every delay that they made, every time Manuma did a video, said that we're sorry we had to delay this game because we have more ideas. You see the creativity and the ideas that came out from this game. So everything in this universe feels fresh and new. Like it makes you relearn, it makes you appreciate the work that went into this game. If I played, if I play Red Dead Redemption, I'm not gonna feel no creativity because why? They're just borrowing elements from the Grand Theft Auto series and throwing it in with a new with some horses. There's not going to be nothing new that I could rave and talk about and be like, hey, Corey, did you play seven hours of Red Dead Redemption doing this stuff? No, you're not. we're not going to be able to have that discussion. Where right now, we could have a discussion about Zelda and I'm and like, wait, you found a giant horse? What the heck? And we could talk maybe 20 minutes about that alone on how you found a horse. <laughs> yeah, and like... it. It's
0: the giant horse is a side quest you get just by roaming around the world. Like you find these people or the mysterious giant horse, and you they it gives you side quest, and you're like, oh well, there's this field over here that has a ton of. Let's go look over there, and sure enough, in the middle of this pack of horses, there's a horse there that's three times the size as all the other horses, and you know you have to climb a tree. And like land on its back it, to mount it. You can't mount it like a normal horse. You have to literally f- like glide onto the horse uh, to mount it, and then you ride the horse back to, uh, you know these the y- you have to find the people again to turn in the side quest. Quick question:
1: Is it is the horse half like orange hair? Yep. Okay, I know where you're at because I did it and I don't know if it's a side quest because you have to try it it, like it drains down your stamina, right? Because you have to try to uh tame it, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and like you have to have at least like one and a half stamina bars to do it. See, I did it upgrade your stamina, yeah, yeah, like you have like. You can register the horse like what I what you can do like I've seen a lot of people do this once they find the side quest you can register the giant horse at a stable right and then yeah. when you find the people who do the side quest you just mark it on your map and there's a stable like I don't know kind of close to them you just go to that stable and and take it out and ride it back to the area where they're at and you just turn you just show them the horse and you talk to them while you're on the horse and they see it
1: that's amazing. Yeah, because the land is all open, and see, I went to the other side of it was been climbing up that uh part of it, and at the top is kind of a cold area, but somewhere around there is a shrine, and I can't find it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, there's so much to do in this game, and like, I. There's towns in this game that are marked on my map. Like there's this town all the way to the east that I don't know how to enter the town because like where it's marked on the giant map that's laying on my floor over there. Uh-huh. There all the, all that's there is a shrine to pray to. And like I think you have to pray at the shrine to raise the town out of the ground. But like I haven't had enough thing and enough of those uh orbs to pray to the thing to upgrade my hearts or anything yet so like I think you need to activate that uh sh- the thing that you have to pray to to uh-huh. to raise the town out of the ground so like that's my next goal I think is to do that because there's there's armor you can buy there that's specific to some of the quests that I haven't unlocked yet. there's some side quests in that town. Uh, but yeah it's crazy how much there is in this game and there's uh there's like on the edge of the map on the east side there's four islands that line up against each other and like i haven't even explored those yet and then we were talking about before the sh- before the show the island where like they strip you of all your weapons and your gear yes and you have to just survive on the island to unlock the shrine and like there's so many little things like that. And the Lost Woods, like,
1: oh, I, the
0: Lost Woods. I haven't got to that far yet. Oh I'm still gosh.
1: looking. For, I probably have to unlock part of the map because uh, it's not showing on my, uh, on my, well, on my map, the Lost Woods yet. Uh, the, uh, the, just make sure you have
0: uh, a lot of hearts when you go in there. Yeah, I'll probably, before I go in there, yeah, I will. Uh, there's a very specific side quest in the lost woods. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but you're going to need at least 13 hearts to do it.
1: Uh, so a lot of, well, I'll be cooking up some food and making sure.
0: Yeah. So yeah, just make sure you have enough heart hearts when you go in there. Uh, that, that part of the game though is super cool. It's uh, I, man, and then there's there's four shrines in the Lost Woods too. So like that's, huh. I have to get in the right mindset because the way the Lost Woods work is like there's fog, in the Lost Woods, uh-huh. and like if you go too fast or too far without a torch, like it warps you back to a checkpoint. Uh, so, uh, oh, make sure wow. you have make sure you have a torch or something that can be uh, lit on fire. While you're there too,
1: because um, they said flint dust, but I'm just like, but I can't light flint. Uh, no, how you light
0: flint is like you hold a, a bushel of wood chips, like you uh-huh. know, like the wood chips and a piece of flint, and you drop them on the ground together, and then you hit it with a metal object,
1: wow. and then it creates
0: a campfire, which is how you unlock one of the shrines. Like there's a shrine over by the Rito village that you have to do that with. Like you have to uh you have to go to this specific point at a certain time of day and the base of the shrine will light up. But to raise the shrine out of the ground, you have to light the shrine on fire. And how you do that is the is the uh uh flint and wood trick. So
1: Wow, um, I did find out how to uh, shield, sir. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I I also did that. I haven't done it a lot though. Me neither. I haven't. Like I, I just, I mean, it's it's a cool thing, but I just haven't, I just haven't done it yet.
1: Yeah, the sand seals, I love. I see. I haven't
0: ridden a sand seal yet.
1: Oh, just be, before you before you ride them. Th- some, just take, a, like, if you can look at their animation, the Wild Ones, that's by the Gerudo Village. Uh, just look at some of their animation and stuff. Because uh, they, they look funny, but sometimes because it's so hot, they'll fan themselves with the tail. And it looks so funny, but so adorable. How <laughs> just, like, how? How did you guys make the, create these Characters and these animals, and just make them like cute, adorable, and just make them fascinating. Like the the artwork in this game and the motion of the artwork, it's just it's just phenomenal to me.
0: It's and like it's something I did notice in this game, like the the they took really cool elements of what i thought made skyward sword a cool looking zelda game and like you remember you know how they got the huge world to work on the on the wii was like uh the closer you got to an area the more defined it became in the like in the distance stuff looked like a painting like they're doing a lot of that stuff in this game where like you see the stuff that out in the distance, but as you get closer, like the game world becomes more defined. And like, I really, I really think the art direction in this game is super smart, and it's like the the detail of this game is is just phenomenal. Like, yeah, you look at Horizon and it's super photorealistic, and everything is big and gorgeous and and looks beautiful. But this game is just as beautiful in the opposite direction and like i feel like games need that i feel like we need more of that because like as beautiful as horizon is how many photorealistic games have we played recently like like i know they're in different settings but you look at uncharted and the order and tomb raider and horizon and like they all look similar like they like they just look like people
1: yes but then something
0: like zelda and it's just like wow this is amazing the art direction in this game is what makes this game special too like yes it's
1: it's amazing and and i could say definitely with you know, with Horizon with this art style, of course the gameplay matters in Horizon, and from what a lot of people said, it's really good. Really feels like Tomb Raider, which is strong. I, I really can't say that much for the Order or for uh, Charter Four that they look pretty, but the substance of gameplay is not really there. Where, in here, in you know, in Breath of the Wild, the the artwork and the gameplay matters, and it all works you know sometimes there are some musical cues and stuff but just looking on how the wind and the fog and you know just on how it looks you just be like you wonder on how is this running in uh, in real time and why does it work the way that it's supposed to work especially with like with this gameplay you know, um, there's Martin. there's a, uh, uh, fire, uh, fire jellyfish or jelly blobs, whatever. If they roll around glad, grass, the grass catch on fire and it's a big fire and you could take your wood stick out, light it up, run, run to, if you see a cooking pot that needs to be lit up, bam, light it when it rains. Uh it it knocks out most of the fire stuff. The in your cooking stuff. And it's just like they really thought about everything. Uh, once something happens, they're supposed to be a the cause and effect works well together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I cannot tell you how like how many times. You know, people post funny stuff about Skyrim and Fallout all the time because the game is so glitchy and buggy and the systems don't work well together. They're cool systems, but they don't work well together. And there's texture pop in and there's plants going through walls and stuff. You look at Zelda and like there's no hiccups. There's there's no hiccups. You know, when the lightning strikes water like you get electrocuted or yes. when it rains the fires go out. When you know you are shooting it's just the the way all of the systems work and they work so cohesively together and there's no hiccups. No hiccups, man, in right. this game.
1: And if they if they want to make you feel like a movie action star, You have to time it right when you flip at the right time and it asks you to do the furry rush. It makes it feel like a movie when you're jumping off a horse and you're pulling your bow to slow down time to make you feel like an action game. It it has that gameplay element. You don't have to do it, but it's helpful. And that's very cool that this game allows you to do that.
0: I know, and it's like I can't stress enough how like every time I talk to somebody about this game, I try my hardest to come uh, uh, talk about this game in a objective, uh, non super fanboy type of way, and like when I talk about the Switch, I try to do the same thing, and like I do have some issues with the console itself, which you know they'll be fixed in due time with system updates you know you look at the way xbox uh, any xbox ui has evolved you look at the way any playstation ui has evolved like those fixes will come so i'm not as harsh on the system about that but when i talk about zelda i say there's some inventory management problems but other than that i literally have no issue with this game
1: yeah i i i i you know even with the frame rate drops that don't bother me even when i do the home like press the home button on wii u and it takes time to load i don't have no problem with that i look the load of time i could deal with what i can't deal with and this don't have nothing but for the while, is that the shoot when i play grand theft auto 5 on a ps4 that thing had to lo- install the story that's on the disc. I would lose my mind if Legend of Zelda had to do that. I'm like, wait, you got to install the story? Oh, heck no. Nah. So I could deal with any loading problems on Legend of Zelda. And to actually tell you the truth, the, it, once the game loads on your system, there's barely any load of time throughout the whole thing I mean it'll come for some for some places yes it's loading the data but they're telling you like how many seeds you got what heart levels how many uh shrines you accomplished, how many spirit orbs that you got like it it'll it tell you that but also give you notes and tell you if you did any of the uh dungeons the deities it tell you which ones that you have so that's cool and you know at the at the bottom left, Oh, no, by the right, I'm sorry. It says The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and it has a little loaded thing. But once it's low, there's no problem for the rest of the game. Yeah, and I...
0: Man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just... I don't know what else I can say <laughs> about this game, except that it's like... I don't know if it's just the perfect, like, alignment for me of like what I want in a game and where I'm at in my life right now. And the excitement of a new system or whatever, but this game is just the perfect game right now. And it's, it's amazing. It's just, it's so amazing. It's just, it's just amazing.
1: Yes. So
0: (sighs) man, Zelda, it is a, it is a, I don't say this much, but, It doesn't matter what system you own, what kind of fanboyism you play to, like what your favorite system is. I feel like Zelda is a must-play game for every gamer.
1: And if you don't play it, sit down with a friend and watch them. Go on the adventure with them because people have been enjoying the game also just by watching.
0: Yeah. It's... uh... It's a special game, and I think everybody needs to at least sit down with it, look at it, realize what this, even if you're not a Zelda fan, even if you're not a Nintendo fan, even if open world games aren't your thing, because open world games aren't my thing. I don't like open worlds, uh, because I feel like there's they're too overwhelming, there's too much to do, there's too many markers on the map, but this game is does it Somehow does it right, in my in my opinion, and does what I feel. Uh, you know, this series needed to do, without me ever thinking like, how can Zelda be different? Yes, and, and this this game redefines Zelda without any hiccups whatsoever, and I love it for that.
1: In a way, for me, I don't like. Even though it is open world, I I don't. I don't think of open, you know, I don't think of, you know, of of a certain open world game for it that applies to this. I think that I want to go there and I want to see how I could get there and what I can do and be allowed to figure it out on my own and enjoy that. You know, the, the explorations I'm rewarded with and I don't feel limited. You know, I'm given the choice of to do whatever I want. If I want to kill myself fifteen thousand times in the game, I can do that. It don't give me no progress, but at least it might be something that I can enjoy. But I love having my weapons break, so I could actually get a new weapon and figure out how to defeat enemies. You know, keep keep me thinking on my toes and stuff whether I need to run away or not. Yeah. Um, but, uh,
0: yeah, I think, uh, we've said all we can really say about Zelda until next time when we find something different <laughs> and yes. something weird. Uh, but I think we, uh, are going to wrap up this episode of power block. We have been run a little long and, you know, we're back on schedule. Finally. <laughs> Yay. Uh you know so uh ed where can we find you
1: you can find me on twitter at that retro code and you can find my podcast optional opinion on soundcloud and my other podcast world one one at dot com. yeah
0: and you can find me at Corey hudson and hd on twitter cory and hd on instagram you can also uh follow me on facebook if you want you can friend me whatever you can find pow block every tuesday and friday now that we're back on schedule yes Jeez, jeez. <laughs> uh, you can yeah you can find it on itunes uh google play and stitcher uh you can find the video versions every tuesday and friday on our youtube page at ngr radio go check it out subscribe uh also check out ngr radio our other podcast uh you know that we do with matthew keel and ed shows up periodically which you need to come back on soon uh, Yay. uh but yeah thank you so much for watching follow us on facebook check out our website ngrradio.com all that all that stuff uh yeah
1: oh um everybody uh, um my latest blog for optional opinion will be dropping um in two more weeks um and i and uh uh, march 20th will actually be a blog about colors the uh coloring game so i'll be will be talking about breath for a little while because march 20th is the first day of spring so i do want to just announce that so do be ready for that um you'll see it on ngr radio's website and you'll see it on my personal website, uh, and probably posted everywhere. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Ever Rarnell and you'll be able to find it on my uh, Twitter page at that retro code. I'll post it there too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, uh, thanks so much for listening or watching, and uh, until Friday, we're out.
1: Peace out, everybody.